0: The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit GeorgiaFaith.com. Thank you for listening. The message of Christianity is the most inclusive message in the world. It says that God loves every man, woman, and child who ever lived and sent his son to be their savior. But the Christian message is at the same time the most exclusive message in the world because it says that peace with God can only be found in one place, in the person of Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I said that a few years ago in a Bible study on a Tuesday night and there was a young man in that Bible study who had fallen away from Christianity but now was kind of back kind of poking around the edges and asking questions It was about 7:30 when I said those words and you could immediately see that he was skeptical his his eyes kind of kind of squinted a little bit and you could see an imperceptible shake of his head and I'm like oh, t- tell me what you're thinking He said well you're saying that Jesus is the only way to heaven, but that's just what you've been raised to believe. It's what your parents taught you, you believed it your whole life. Don't you think right now, on the other side of the planet, there's another group kind of like this, another person kind of like you, and they're just saying that their way is the only way to heaven, because that's what they were raised with, and that's what their parents taught them. And isn't their way just as true to them is yours is true to you. Well, what do you think about this young man's question? Was he right? Are there lots of ways to heaven and Jesus is just one of them the one that I happen to have been raised with? Was he right? Are there lots of ways to get to heaven and all of them are equally true? That's an extremely important question, isn't it? Because The way to heaven is all tied up with the truth about God and all tied up with life here and hereafter. The way, the truth, the life, they're all connected in a chain. You can't separate them from each other. And that young man, what he had is he had his finger on the first link in that chain. The question, is Jesus the only way to heaven? First of all, I think it's great for us to remember that there's nothing wrong with bringing questions to God. I mean, God is not afraid of our questions. He's he's not afraid of Christians who doubt or who wonder. Not at all. God just wants us to bring those questions to the right place. This young man, he'd been taking his questions to his atheist professor of religious studies, which if you say that a few times in your head, you have to wonder a little bit. An atheist professor of religious studies. I this morning, I said, Isn't that kind of like asking someone who hates baseball to be your hitting coach? Right? He was taking his questions, I think, to the wrong place. And I think our reading for this morning from the gospel illustrates Jesus is not afraid of questions, he invites them. Uh, if you remember the context a little bit, when the gospel reading happened, Jesus had been teaching his disciples for three years now. And the next day would be Good Friday, it would be the day when Jesus would accomplish his mission. Of dying on the cross for the sins of mankind, and now the night before that happens, Jesus was telling his disciples, "I'm going to be going home. High Prince of the Heavenly Kingdoms, going back to heaven, and you know the way to where I'm going." And and Thomas, I can imagine his eyes squinting a little bit and that imperceptible head shake. Going, what? Jesus, we don't even know where you're going to. How would we know the way? And then another disciple, Philip, he's like, "Uh, if you could just show us a vision of God the Father, at least then we'll know we're on the right track, Jesus. These two disciples, it's not unbelief that they're displaying here. Maybe Maybe it's more that fuzzy kind of faith that you and I so often have, a faith that believes in Jesus but has some questions. A faith that believes in Jesus but but wonders a little bit. Well, Jesus took these two men and he pointed them back to his person. Right? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I am every link on that chain. So what happens if we take the young man from my Bible study, take his question to Jesus? Can there be multiple truths? Can it be, well, let me ask this question. Is something true because you believe it? Or do you believe it because it's true? That young man thought that the people on the other side of the world, they believed it, so therefore it was just as true to them as what I believed was true to me. Is that what you mean when you talk about truth? Can there be two truths? Is it true just because you believe it? Well, let's think about that for a minute. You know, there was a time when the majority of people on this planet thought that the world was flat, right? It was what they were raised with. Their parents taught them it. You could look outside and see that this world is flat. The experts around them all agreed the world was flat. Anybody that they talked to in their community would assure them that the world was flat. They truly believed it. Did that make it true? Interestingly, at about 600 BC, in another part of the world, the Greeks, they looked at this very same world and they said, it's not flat, you can't fall off the end of it, you'll just come around the other, side. it's a globe, it's a sphere, right? The Greeks were saying this in 600 BC. Can they both be true? Of course not. One is true and the other is wrong. You can't have two truths. Now think about this. Jesus says, he is the way to heaven. That's either true or he's a liar. There can't be a middle ground, right? It's either true or it's not. Well, so the question we have to ask ourselves is, what, what can we do to find out if we can trust this person that he's telling us the truth, that he is the way, Any of you guys go out to see the eclipse that happened last week, middle of the night, lunar eclipse? I was up anyway, so it's not like I got up to go see this phenomenon, but I was up at like 4.30 in the morning, go outside, and there it is. The moon's all blood red uh, because the shadow that the earth was casting on it. It was pretty neat to see. Uh, The ancient Greeks saw it too. Now, the Greeks... They believed that the world was round at a time when the majority of people thought it was flat, but the Greeks didn't believe that because of just blind opinion. It was a belief in something they could not see, but yet was based on facts. Right? The Greeks noticed that if you traveled far enough south in Egypt, you'd see constellations that you didn't see back home in Greece if you traveled far enough south in Egypt, you'd actually see stars on the horizon that you could not see when you were back in Athens. The Greeks watched during eclipses of the moon and saw the shadow that the earth cast upon it. They even went to different places in the globe and measured the angle at which the sun cast its light and cast shadows. They couldn't see that the world was round, but they believed it based on facts. All right then, well, what about us? What facts do we have to address the question, is Jesus the only way to heaven? What's the truth? Well, the link of those chains all ends up, the key fact is that last one, call comes down to the word life, life. Remember, Jesus told his disciples that he was gonna be crucified, he was gonna die, He was going to be buried, and then he promised them that three days later, he was going to raise himself from the dead. That a man dead and buried would claw his way back to life. A man dead and gone would retake life out of the jaws of death. This is just an outlandish, unbelievable claim. No one can do that. It's so outlandish, it seems like the disciples didn't even process these promises because, you know what, I've seen a lot of people die. You know how many people I've seen raise themselves from the dead? The disciples watched as Jesus was arrested and taken away. One of the disciples even was there when they watched him as he was nailed to a cross. Saw, as his heart stopped beating, his lungs stopped breathing, and he died. Disciples were there when they put his body into a tomb and he was buried for three days now death Death should have proved Jesus to be a liar Should have proved Jesus to be a liar But on Easter Sunday morning Jesus Christ this man who had died pulled himself back into the land of the living And the man who was dead grasped life and made it his again. Only one person in the whole world could do that. The Son of God who gives life, who is life. The Son of God who can lay down his life and take it up again. Do you see what that means? He is the resurrection and the life and our faith in him is based on the uncontrovertible fact that Jesus Christ physically rose from the dead. That is the fundamental message of Christianity. When those disciples went out to evangelize the world, they went out and called themselves witnesses of the resurrection. The point was that their faith was founded on the fact that Jesus of Nazareth died but lived again, verified by his apostles, by 500 people who saw him at the same time. You could go and ask them. You could go talk to them. The central message of Christianity is that Jesus laid down his life and took it up again. And that's what Jesus meant when he said, I am the life I can lay it down and I can take it up again we have a faith that's based on the fact that Jesus lives now think about what that means follow the links of the chain since he is the life that means he's telling us the truth and if he's telling us the truth that means he's the way the one way by which mankind can come to the Father He's the life, so he's the truth, so he's the way. The world cannot be both flat and round. Jesus cannot be both a way to heaven and the way to heaven. Well, the world is round and Jesus lives. Jesus lives. You know, it took 2,000 years for the Greeks to be proven right and someone sail around the world and come back on the other side, 2,000 years. And you know, it was another 500 years after that, into our lifetimes, for someone to actually be able to see it, that the world was around. To see the earth floating like this beautiful blue marble in the inky darkness of space. To see it, mankind had to go up there. We believe in something that we cannot see, but our faith is founded on the fact of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, And one day, we'll go up there and we'll see it with our own eyes, proof of what we now believe. Until then, Jesus invites you to do not let your hearts be troubled by questions or doubts. Do not let your hearts be troubled by broken promises or broken homes. Don't have hearts that are troubled by grief or by guilt or by sin. Don't have hearts that are troubled with worrying whether you've done enough. Or lived enough or loved enough that's not the way Jesus is for you for me for every man and woman and child who ever lived it is the most inclusive message in the world we can only be found in one place in the person of Jesus Christ he said I am the one way to heaven I am the singular truth from God I am the giver of life that never ends. The way, the truth, the life. God grant it. Amen.